We're going to just recap for a few minutes where we were holding last week and then continue to build. All these building blocks will be needed for the sugya when we get into discussing the gelatin and then Mitzvah Shem, the Mike and Ikes do the popular demand, the shellac, and various other uh, very popular items. Uh, I decided also, once we're here already, to go back to the copepods for anybody who uh, lives in New York or any areas. There were so many. It apparently has been uh, not discussed enough because a couple of people said copa what? So that was my raya that it has to be brought back. So we'll, uh, for all the people who have luxury of living in Muncie, it'll be a gay to the water. It's not a gay only because we're giving the other reservoirs a chance to contribute. And ironically, uh, if you recall, I did a break around 13 years ago, it was due to the fact that New York has the best water in the world. And it was so good they didn't need to have a plant that filtered it better and that cleaned it. And, you know, the expression, nimsa humro kulo, nimsa kulo humro. So because they didn't, they didn't bother doing anything about it. And when we get to it, it'll be in a month or two from now, we'll explain even how to far why it was actually very healthy to have those critters in there. So we'll, uh, in due time. Right now, we're trying to discuss the Russian Rabbeinu So thus far, we had the musk shayla. Musk came from the coagulated blood of this uh, deer-like thing, or buffalo, whatever it was, and started off as dam, everybody recognizes that, ended up as musk, and only was used for cologne, it was used for cooking. And Rabbeinu was discussing whether or not it's mutter, and he felt it was, because it's nishtana, it was blood, now it's something else, Pan Chatashis, and he says, just like an Avela, something that's not kosher, Avela chafer drops into honey, and as you all know, the honey just uh, takes apart and dissolves, and the, the bleas are there, and everything's bottled, and it turns it into honey. So just like it turns into honey, so too, over here in the rush, his comment was, the raya needs a raya, and I'm not convinced about the honey, and therefore I'm not convinced over here, and he's not convinced the musk is mutter. So what I'd like to examine first is do the Achranim go with the Rosh or with Rabbeinu Yena and many Achranim talk about it. I want to show you just a few short pieces within three different chuvas in the Sefer. The Chassam Sefer himself seems to be Mesopic. And this is going to play a very big role in when you discuss things that concentrate for animals like gelatin and then they go on to go changes do we say Panuchadosh is without any other svaras, or do we do Pasnach Dabaniyan or the Rosh, and if we are Mesopic, are there other svaras Lahako, which we'll get into when we see the gelatin? But obviously, it'll have a tremendous effect on uh, many, many products. Uh, the uh, the Shlak is going to play a role in the Shlak as well, though there are other sniff from Lahako there. So, take a look at page two in the copy of the Psalm Sefer in Simon Kuflamet Hay. So, I'll just read. Four lines here, and the footnote, he tells you that there are other chuvas that, um, you have the right copy, right set? Page two. So I'm going to say for Amnon, the bottom. Amnon, Kfar, Besimen, Reish, Tezayin. As you see from the title, this is discussing Kashrus for Pesach, and uh, he quotes the Magad of Ram, which we saw last week, 
But the Mangan of Ram, when he brings his Machlekes, has many rayas against Rabbeinu for the Rosh, and he holds that something in the Shtana is not also. If you recall, one of his fascinating rayas is the fact that Dom Nekavranasa Cholov, and uh, we needed a Gzeris for that. That means the outside Svar, the Svar Chitzayna, would have been the Stas of Dom, remains Dom, even though it looks like Cholov now, and therefore it would have been also, which means we don't just go after a change unless there's a. That was one of the Mughal Ramaz Rayas, and he sides with the Rosh. And this is what he quotes over here. Again, the choices, two choices. Basa Hashta is the way it is now, Basa Meikar is the way it was. And he says, you go Basa Hashta. And, um, uh, sorry, you don't go Basa Hashta, not like a Benayana. And you go Basa Meikar, Vachain Kasav, Shere Kines Zagadela. If you take a look at page three, Sam Sefer does not assume that in the following Chuvam. Obviously written at different times, and there were different uh, natiyas, different directions. And in this shuva, he talks about shemen, oil that's pressed from chatzanim of grapes that are from yayin which means the gayim process pressed the wine out of the grapes, and they had the chatzanim, as in chatzanim v'zagim from Anazir, and the person asking the question wanted to know, are these chatzanim usable for shaman? Is the shaman kosher? So take a look at the bottom paragraph. Again, I'm just take, giving you small snippets of the tshuva just to show you which way he leans. The rush was Rabbi Yena. Kibalti, Gushmanakis, the Gushman is a, the writing, uh, means the seal, the writing. Yedai Kadesha, that's the Rosh Tevis. Nidan Shemen Hanasa Mishkedim Hagadelim Be Anve Chartsenov and Vehemi Yayanesach. So it's clear these grapes and whatever's left over is from Yayanesach, which is a big problem. We Lachatchila Asrid even Banam. Malasa Bachachmasa Metakal Shaina Beer. Come, I said Malachu, and he explained the whole process, making it into oil. Come, come, Ledati Shum Makam Leser. He says, I don't know why it should be Asr. Imishum Nema, the Kerch Yayan Shmachatsan, Nishap of Anasim and Shemen. Right now, what is it? It's now Shemen. Those new Pan Machadoshes. You go Basar Hashta Yishlahater, and then he refers to Magen Avram, who seems to say it's Aser, and he says Divrei Magen Avram Simreish Tezvav Tzarachin. Isn't that interesting? So less Shuva, he seems to go with the Magen Avram. Here he says the Magen Avram says that Magen Avram is Machmer, and he says you go Basar Meikar unless you have Exercise of Not so. But he says I think it's Shreim Yafa Pasuk B'Chak Yaakov. Not like the Magen Avram. Called Davish and Eshtana L'Davar Heter Huter Kigayin. And he brings up any of his raya, just like something falls in the honey. It changes if you can't see it. And you don't have to worry about it. Here the yayim might have been yayim nesech. Now it's oil in there with mutter. Is there, is there a difference in the manufacturing process like that? There could be differences when we get to the gelatin. There are other sniff from the huckle, how pogum it becomes during the process. But here it's not, a, not adding any chemicals and just crushing it and making shaman. It started off as stuff that had flavor from yayim nesech. So he says it indeed is dependent on the Rosh Rabbeinu Yenah. Magen passes like the Rosh, but I don't really understand it. I think the Chag Yankav is right. I think Rabbeinu Yenah is right, which is very different than the first Shuvah. Yeah. Well, that was Rabbeinu Yenah's Raya, as we all know by Dvash, and the Rosh said, well, I'm not sure that's true by Dvash, and I don't think it's true over here. If you recall last week as well, and that's where we left off, which we'll get back to with the chicken, uh, that uh, the Gemara says as far that uh, there was an egg and the egg was an egg it came from a bird it was a trefa and there was a chick born 21 days later and whatever comes from a trefa is a trefa 
And yet the Gemara says the egg became completely not very lachil and putrid as the chick started growing and therefore the chick is not connected to the mother anymore. So you would all say, and that's why I brought it down, we will get back to it, you all say, well, that sounds very much that is disconnected like Rabbi Eliana. Not a good raya. So, not necessarily. And I'll just, there's a lot of Interesting facts in this again, interesting to see us in the science of it. The lumdus is extremely important over here, and it's always going to be hotly debated, which is why everything here is about chalikis. But to understand, there's a difference in the chicken case and a case, let's say, of taking possibly bones directly from animals and using the bone. Bone is part of a behematamea, novella, trefa. Take from Chazer, they take from now they take Chazer skin, which is worse because that's very lachila possibly. But the original bones is from an animal. It's not a derivative of an animal. It's not yetzim in a tummy. It's the tummy itself. An egg that comes out of a chicken that's a trefa is one step lower. We have a din that a yetzim in a tummy is also a tummy. But it might be lower and therefore maybe you could disconnect easier when the chicken is growing and the egg is putrid now in the middle and it's not really lachila. Maybe it's easier to disconnect. That's going to be a possible sfer of a uh, but we will get back to that in Mitzvah Shem. So that's some Sefer number two. some Sefer number three. If you go to page four... This is a third case where even this new printing is nice enough to give us a subtitle, which is the same thing debated in all these three chuvas. And here he mentions again the original Machalikas with the musk. You see, um, he, the chilik uh, of what he's talking about is not Nagata, so I made the bracket, uh, started Vein Zainian, but start from Pultus, Rishainan, Gabi Musk, the Maisi Mogan Avram. Vidavar Gadol Diber Hagain Chalkakim. And again, he quotes this Chalkakim who argues in the Magad Avram. Again, what's the raya of the Mangan Avram? He had many rayas. One of his main rayas is Dam And you see, you need Xayas Akazov, otherwise, you would say it's still Dam. That was his raya. And the Chak Yaakov says he doesn't understand the raya. Well, first, he spells out what the raya was in the Mangan Avram. Without the Xayas you would go the way it is now, not the way it. Uh, the way it was, not the way it is. The shiny hasam delaynishtanu ledaver hamutter. Very interesting chilik. Uh, with the case with the dam neck of nasachalov, without the pasuk, it was blood originally in the system in the body, and the cow and it became milk. So he says you need a pasuk over there because if it became milk, it would still be yosef. What? Because milk is not davar mutter. You have to, where, where, this also is talking about where you have a davar that was aser, and now we have a davar that's mutter. You have to know that's aser, that's mutter. How would you know milk is mutter? So the Gemara doesn't know. The Gemara says, how do you know it's mutter? The Gemara says, Eretz Lavach, the love is vash. Why is mutter from the meat? It's coming from animals. It's dam. It's from dam. And you don't know it's mutter. You can only bring a raya. He says, the Mangal doesn't agree with this. But the Chakyankiv says, the Mangal is being a raya. You see, you need a pasuk. Without a pasuk, you'd go bust the way it was. It was treif. He says, no. Dam, neck, of an asachala, because the dam is dam. And now it's something white. But we don't know if it's mutter either. Let me follow what he's saying. As a po- it's a very, very good chilik. Some say if you like the chilik. Shiny awesome delight. Nishtanah davar muta. Bishlam abaser nishtanah davash. When you have baser and available, falls into a davash. Ika davash tamarim a davarim heter gomer. We know davash whether it's davash tamarim from dates or davash from bees. We know it's muta legamer. Even nishtanah baser is a davar. So now you can discuss something is mutter changing to something. Something also changes something mutter. What's the case? Davash we know is mutter. The available is also. So then you could discuss something becoming mutter. 
the dam is just lighter, maybe. Maybe the mocha is just dam that turned white. Uh, the the Amagadav might hold, by the way, if you're learning Daf Yemi now, you should be all screaming and yelling because if dam is a different color, who says the din of dam? That's the number of would answer. Amagadav no is, is easily defendable here. Chakiyaki doesn't like it, but. I'm saying, okay, you even have dam, it's a slightly different color, and we know it's dam and it's mutter. Kosher came when it has, milk doesn't have the consistency of dam, it's not the same color, it's not the same consistency, not the same chemical compound, not the same DNA, not, nothing. So, that's what the footnote mentions, as the Yukon Magadavram has an answer for this, but okay, he likes the Chak Yaakov's chilik better. Hachan is lavin v'leka ba'elam shum chalav d'lo asimidam and every chalav is some dam. So maybe it's all asa. It's not something. It's not. It's havik leheter. Who says the heter here? Shenai meshadam is havik leisa davar elan asa lava. Maybe it's just considered dam. Mehechetesi lam lahate dam shes afish from asa yerek. So it's uh, so it's yellow. So it's white. So it's this. It comes out um, not the way we have it from the cow, but it's not red. Hachanami lanatam nasa lava and he loved the galay We have a pasuk that's mutter, but otherwise he'd agree the magen That case is also. What does that have to do with the case? Nasapech ladaver hamutter. If it changes from tray for meat to honey and honey is mutter, or it's not edible anymore. Baha pligis that Rabbi Yen argues in the rush and the chakiyaka thinks he should pass them like Rabbi Yen as mutter. So he says if it if it becomes something that's either offer. Offer a for something is not edible or something is mutter, and therefore some seven is true again holds that isn't is mutter. So again, just to recap, so nobody loses in the lumpus over here. We have machlekes. Is there a svar in halacha when something is aser and becomes mutter? Is this a thing that we say no? It's aser and remains aser unless it's totally nisul mechilas kelev, which everybody holds lachar would be okay. Uh, is Machlekes Rabbeinu and the Rosh and Machlekes Acharon and Magen Avram and the Chak Yaakov, whether they pass like the Rosh Rabbeinu, the Chassan Sefer and two or three Chuvas, says that it's a good Sefer Lahakol. That's step number one. Go now to step number two. Go to your next set, which I didn't give out yet. If you could just give this out, and I will bring you back to another very very common um, application of things changing and. And things are not really lachila, and that is cheese. So, just to uh, acquaint you, the cheese making process, um, I think three, four years ago, we covered Kalabak and Gavinasakam. The cheese making process in the good old days and still today for the fancier high ended cheese is you take the enzyme in a cow's stomach, and the cow's stomach has the enzyme there, so you don't have to get out the enzyme. They didn't know five years ago that enzyme, they just know it worked. And you would drop, slice it up, and drop a piece of the stomach into a vat of milk, or put the milk in the stomach, and the cheese will coagulate the cheese, and you can make cheese. Who discovered this in the first place? All sorts of legends. We don't need legends. Otomishan had the Messiah for all of science, and he probably passed it on. He probably had cheese already as soon as they got out of, out of Ghanaian, and maybe even in Ghanaian. What's Ghanaian without cheese? But uh, for everybody else who couldn't figure these things out, they had a legend. The Arab Bedouin was traveling from one place to another across Saudi Arabia, and he put milk in uh, the pouch of a stomach, which they used to use as uh, flasks. They got there and didn't have too much milk, and they found cheese. Whatever. It doesn't make a difference. We know it works, and the enzyme there is what's doing it. That's what we know now. So there's a gzeir draw bonanata genus akum, and there are many reasons the Gemara given why the gzeir was made. And... All the reasons might apply, but the most common reason given is that we're afraid that the guy might have taken an arcavis novella, a stomach from a cow that wasn't shechted, 
and used it to create cheese, which is the standard way of doing it and still done today. Happens to be, we hold that even it's a low plug, and even if it's an artificial enzyme, which the cheaper cheese uses, and they had it at the time of the Gemara, we call it a suffin, but we have many artificial ways of doing it, uh, copying the, what the enzyme does. Kavinus Akam is still usser, and you need a hechsher on cheese. And the way the hechsher is done is also not like this. Do you just need a mashiach there, or the mashiach actually has to put in the rennet, even the artificial rennet, and... Once we're giving Pikuach on a plant, usually the mashgiach is there. We have him put in the rent. He doesn't put it in by hand, but he presses the button, and the automatic feeder goes when he presses the button, and then whatever happens throughout the process is his pressing of the button. That's how we give the hechshar on cheese, which is why cheese is more expensive, because you need uh, much more coverage in the hashkacha shabbat. There is, uh, I think I told the story here once, there was a person where I heard some, I'm not saying he wasn't a nice guy, I didn't know the guy personally, but I heard in Kashra some Lashon HaRamotzi that the guy gave Ashkocha the cheese without making a community throw, which is against the Dinah Shulchan Aruch. me to So uh, one time uh, he called me very angry because I had rejected his Ashkocha from a different plant. Uh, which you have to do if he's not reliable. And he called up and he wanted to know, I'm showing me Shabbos, what's the problem? You know, if anybody's talking about Shonara, I'd like to know. So I was sort of stuck. He was pressing and he was filing a lawsuit, uh, whatever. Can't file a lawsuit if the guy doesn't have a shkocha, but he was threatening. So I, I felt bad for the guy. So I said, uh, you really want to know what I heard? And maybe you could tell me it's not true. I'd be happy to look into it. So he said, yeah, what is it? He says, I heard that you give a shkocha on cheese without giving a shkocha on cheese. He said, of course I do. Cheese, the ingredients of cheese are very simple. I said, what happened to the Isser Gvinus Akam? He said, no, no, they're reshining them to the hold that if you're using artificial enzyme, it's okay. I said, they're absolutely are reshining them. We happen not to Paschal like that. So he said, well, I Paschal like it. So I said, well, you just confirmed that it wasn't Messi Shema that I was hearing all the years with Lush and Her. Okay. So that's, that's a pretty, pretty sad story. But uh, if that's the way it was giving Ashkacha... Uh, on that, then Yagir um, Lavreya. So that was the that was the problem. So the kasha you should be asking now is: There's a gazera against Kvinas Akam. Is the guy might use a, a stomach from a cow that's an avela? So what do you have to use? You want to make a kasher a stomach from a cow that was shechted properly? No, stomachs of cows are fleshiks. We're dropping a stomach in a vat of milk. Isn't that going to be a problem? Why is that less of a problem? I'm assuming that's the way you're supposed to do it. Exactly. So why is not a problem? So we're going to see right now why it's not a problem. And before we see that, we're going to see Lamed Gimel, uh, which is uh, not Lamed Gimel. The first thing is Lamed Gimel thing, but it starts Arakeva. Lamed Gimel is going to refer to the the Shachar moment. But the Ramah at the end of Sif Yud mentioned something which is also going to be very Nagayan along the same lines as the other things we're discussing. Uh, when is something not considered food at all that it can't be mashpia the raw on the other foods? So take a look at what Ramah says, and then we'll address the original shaila. Why isn't it possible uh, chalav? Or but you see it, the bracket, the first bracket. Or a keva lefamim They would often take the stomach lining of the stomach, and they would salt it and dry it out. It becomes so dry, it's mamish like a piece of wood. Everybody got it? Page five. I, uh, page five? Yeah. In the main copy? <coughs> Again, the uh, four lines in Tzramah. Or our cable, the famine, mochon, the summer, yashon, the summer, nasik, eights, and the malon, the sacholov. He said, take the stomach, he said, dry it out, it was mamish like a piece of wood. It wasn't edible. 
And then they filled it up with milk. Why are they doing that? Interesting enough, they didn't exactly know before Louis Pasteur why this worked. But they knew even if it was as dry as wood and it was not considered food anymore, it used to be a cow stomach, but it really dried up. They knew if you put milk in there, it gets it started and you start the cheese process. It's a fascinating Ramon because, well, if it started the cheese process, then how dry could it have been? Obviously, there's an enzyme there. They didn't know that, but we know that's how it's working. So, and Ramal says we have no problem with that. Mutter, talking about uh, Arkeva from uh, Nevela, from uh, from uh, what we call a trefa animal. Does not dinner meat? It's completely dry. You understand why you need all these minor mechanics before we start the gelatin? It's completely dry. Does not dinner food anymore? Does not dinner meat? Put the milk in there. Make the cheese. Fine. Fascinating, because there's obviously something here that wasn't dried out. There's the enzyme. Something's, there's some lachluchas in there. Some, there's an enzyme there. So I'm going to say it's done. It's as dry as a bone. Why can't an enzyme be dehydrated? It is, but the enzyme worked. There's something in here that we need, and they knew they needed to know what it was. We need it, and we need, they knew something in there, and they wanted to affect the milk. And you'll say, well, isn't that always a basketball problem? We're going to address that in a moment. But right now we're talking about something from a non-kosher, non-shechted animal. And Allah says it's fine. It's dried. It's not food. So you have dried apricot and dried uh, guava and dried mango. That's delicious. This is dried out so much you couldn't get it down. It's a piece that's like a rock. It's like a stone. He says, okay, it's bomber. He says, Mutter, just keep that in mind because that's an important makar for this sugya. Take a look at Yadalif, just once we're here to understand how it works from a kosher animal. And this he started asking before, well, how long are you soaking it? What's going on? Is it bottle? So he contrasts it. He says, if you use something from a non kosher animal, Bayama Tamea, Iser Bib, page six. Is it no, that's going to be one of the reasons why it's mutter. We're going to see the shach in a moment. But he said that if you're using something from a non kosher animal, that's exactly what's awesome. That's exactly why they made Xera not to trust the gun. You can't get it from a guy. Maybe he used, not maybe, probably used a non kosher animal, a novella or a non kosher man, a behemoth tamea. And an asr's bechol shahu. Why? Agamishim dover asr baasma, maimen afil beelzla botol. Dover maimen means when you have something that normally is botol bashishim. Dover maimen means it creates the object. Here it's creating the cheese. Dover Maim is not bottled even in a thousand. Is it similar, the process halachically, to pickling? Uh, it's worse. Pickling just gets the flavor seeping in. This is using an enzyme. This puts, this makes the milk into the cheese. It's like Muhammad's on the mouth. Yeah, it's yeah. But the Dover Maim, Dover Maim, by the way, is not easy to define. And when it comes to gelatin and other products, we're going to discuss it. I mean, we're going to discuss magnesium stearate. We're going to go, we discuss all the main, there are a million things to discuss. I'm picking five or six of them, which are in all our medicines and candies. Uh, but magnesium stearate, even after we discuss where it's from and what the potential problem is, is it a mimid? Well, it's holding together your pill, the particles of your pill. Is that a mimid? We'll see later. Rabbi Yosha is not convinced it's a mimid, even though it's literally holding it together. Mimid over here, this is the classic mimid. It makes the product, the milk is milk, and it builds it into cheese. That's a classic mimid. That's not bottle even bellow. So we can use it. Nidaresa, it's not bottle nice and tam. This dinner mime is dinner And there's another Xerid you can't get from a guide without a shkacha because 
you don't know what he is. He probably is an unkosher animal. He has no nemonis. And hashkacha means either a company owned by a Jew or if owned by a guy, the yid's either visiting or better yet, putting in the reddit. Going back to the page before, what's with the boss of Why isn't it a problem even when using kosher stuff? So go back to page five and take a look at the shaf in Lama Gimel. So this is going back on the Ramah before, if it's dried out. This is an important uh, thing the Shach is adding. He says, not only a stomach, you could dry anything out. And kishka is whatever you want. Well, why would anybody do that? You wouldn't unless you were making gelatin, I said. But he's letting you know now it's not just in the stomach. It's in any part of the animal. If it's completely dry, it should become mutter. Come, come, Neil, Chatrila and Lassus can, but you shouldn't do it with Chatrila. Why? Because, obvious why, because you're going to say it's dried out and it's not really totally dried out, but it's pretty dry to you. And that's not the Rechlashirim. So he says, not a great idea. When it comes to the stomachs, they used it dried out and it was an industry standard. We were less concerned. But with the other Kishkas and the other thing like that, we don't want to do it. And you don't, we don't use, we don't drop uh, dried out Kishka from trafe animals, Mehmetmeas, into our charts. And the Shah says you shouldn't do it because it's a little bit risky. Maybe it's not dry enough. Lama Dalad Yesh Batam Basakalamar. Shain Givina Samach. Now we don't we don't taste it, we don't give it to a guy to taste. We need sixty. Shishim Kenegadit, if it's a Maimid, even Elif. Shishim Negad Haarva Machabra Azla Taimez Machabra holds you can ask a guy some china timas of Khavim Kakasastam Yesh Batam Basar. So the Machabra in Yidal at the beginning is talking about a kosher keva from a kosher animal. He says, you have to make sure when you're making Gavina to have enough milk, a huge amount of milk, a small amount of stomach, and make sure there's no Tom. The Shah's just pointing out, we Ashkenazim go with Ramah, we don't ask a guy to taste it, whether it tastes meaty, we just use Shisham and just do the measuring, which he says in the next line, we don't rely on the tasting of the guy, so we just need shishim connected it. But you already see, Avi, the answer to your question is, do we need, is it going to be bottle? The answer is you have to make sure it's bottle. And usually it is, because a small amount of stomach will make a lot of cheese from a lot of milk. So usually it's not a problem, but you just have to keep your eye on that. And then here comes the Gzeir, Lamed Heo, Maimed, Ba'ar, Kevis, Navela. So the first the Isser and the Gzeir is they might use this. Chilik Bezeh. What's the difference between Tyrus and Basavachol? Chilik Bezeh, Kasapeskin, Da'ar, Kevok, Sheira, Ma'achashu, Mutter, Bifne, Atzmai, Lespe, Isser, Elamishum, Chibura, and Magavina. Basavachalov is Mutter, is Basar, and Chalov. It's only also when you cook it together. So if it doesn't come to that because it's bottled, because you have more than Shishim, Kalem is the Liyav, Taima, La Basavachalov. It's not Basavachalov. Each one is a separate entity. Now, normally, we wouldn't allow you to drop meat into milk. But there's no way to make cheese. So they didn't ask for it over here. So this they left on the regular din. Or anything else. And we don't allow it. And... Um, and that is the obvious chil that you have to say. So again, we can't use a stomach from a treif animal from an avela because it's going to treif up the works. Ah, you have shishim, doesn't help us. It's even better for a bottle. And what happens to a kosher stomach? How does that help us? The answer is, no, it's not. If you have enough milk, it's not bottle. It's bottle. Ah, you don't normally do that. The answer is, here we allow it, but he's not going to make cheese. Not going to make any xeris. You see, by the way, that um, something could be used, and um, it's rare, but you have a situation where two things are sitting together. One's clearly meat. Before, we were talking about a dried-out stomach. 
here we're talking about a stomach with enzymes, huh? and we know it's meat, and this is sitting in milk, and we just tell you to be careful. They would never allow such a thing, but they do it because this is the only way to make cheese. They had, even at the time of Chazal, a way to make it artificial, but it was probably not been in so very expensive. This is the standard way to make cheese. So they didn't answer this in terms of a possible Cholam and Okay, so this is what's important for us right now is the fact that the Ramah introduces and the Shach introduces in fact if something is dried out completely tasteless maybe again we see the same concept maybe it comes mutter it doesn't have dinner food and you could um, do whatever you want even if it comes from a tray for source a tray for stomach and you could soak your milk for the purpose of making cheese even though the enzyme is going into it the fact the enzyme is coming out doesn't mean what were you asking about the enzyme before? He said, Mecha taste the enzyme's not dry. It is dry, but there must be, scientifically, there's an enzyme here active enough to act on this milk and make this cheese. So, the whole swar of dried out, dried out, it's like a rock, it's like a tree, it's eight spalma, it's not, well, something's working here. Didn't, not completely different than what we had originally. The answer is the, the uh, microscopic enzymes that are working on it, we don't care about. That's going to be very nagay at the pulling. Whatever's coming out of those bones, when you make gelatin, something very real, it's making gelatin, which, and by the way, the, the introduction to gelatin, which we're going to start right now, the minute we have left, because the next uh, chuva is finally the first chuva on the gelatin, and that is, you don't have to be in marshmallows or in uh, gummy bears or in the industry to understand this. If you're old enough to remember your grandmother making pacha, uh, gala, that, it's the same, it depends what country you're from. <laughs> Hungary, Czechoslovakia, it doesn't make a difference. It's, it's not, the, not the same thing. Gelatin is what makes the gala. All your grandmother did was she cooked the bones and cooked them and cooked them. And, and uh, that's the get. You ever wonder, I don't know why it came out. Uh, some reason our generation is not really into gala. Maybe it's an acquired taste. Uh, I remember they had a guy, uh, the, the, uh, the, the chef in camp, who was an expert and he was a nice Haimish uh, Yid and uh, he made uh, Leil Shabbos, at least for the guest dining room. Uh, he made uh, Pacha or Gala. I don't want to insult him. I don't know which one, what station he was from. I think he called it Pacha. Uh, I first time I saw it in the plate moving, I got a little nervous, but I'm <laughs> move from that. And then I remembered, you know, Taka, the, the, the dried stuff in the supermarkets, for some reason, which is Manashevis, like comes to that stuff also. I guess they made it in the 1920s when that was still popular. I don't know what it looks like now. I don't know if they sell it now. But it's been around for a long time, and that's what gelatin does. So it's, it was known to people before, and, and then it became uh, commercialized, and it's a huge commercial item now, uh, which is what makes it such a, an, an important sugya. Uh, but the fact that it's done, there's something coming out of those bones, something in those bones that could be cooked. And they're not using dry bones necessarily. Um, and that's going to, the, the heter will be discussed, will be assuming they're using dry bones based on their term we start discussing tonight. So it shouldn't be a foreign concept. If you've seen this stuff, uh, you, uh, you might enjoy it, you might not, but it's not something that you would look at and say, well, where did it come from? It didn't come from thin air. Obviously, you cook the bones, that stuff comes out. Most people would assume without seeing any chuvas, well, obviously, that's from the bone. So if the bone's treif, why shouldn't this be treif? That's how the sugi starts off. So, Abchaim Ezer is the first chuba we're going to see, who is one of the Pesgadar, certainly Pesgadar, two, three generations ago, um, wrote the first modern chuba on it because that's when it started becoming an uh, item that was important for commercial 
food production. And he is Mako, and we'll discuss why. Don't get too excited, because uh, even the Kula is hotly debated, and we'll see you sampling some of the chuvas. But the place can point out today, as our Sternbuch did so a few weeks ago, the stuff they're using today is from fresher bones and pork hides, which are more rare lachila. So Chaimezer probably wouldn't say the heter for the way it's produced now. So we'll hold your marshmallows till tomorrow night, and we'll start that.